Lower your expectations. Season 3, it's a hockey podcast and Lance, Coach, and Randall. Hello and welcome to Youth Hockey Podcast, episode 29, if I'm not mistaken. 29? Yes. 29. Oh my God, I'm so glad. Is that Eric Dickerson's number or uh, that's the only person I can think of with 29? I can think it was. I yeah, was going to say was 29 was, uh, was a good year, wasn't it, Randy? Oh yeah, I've been around since 1929. <laughs> there that was, was a great year. <laughs> oh man, that was the year I, uh, I got my first, uh, uh, bought my first home. Right, there was a... yeah. Yeah, there was a, a great uh, Chardonnay in 29. Oh, that came out. Delightful. <laughs> a Chianti, I believe. Oh, there was a Chianti in 1929 that was just, mwah. I was there to help harvest the grapes and I have still enjoyed every last mm. drop. Yes. Uh, so anyway, um, I, I am here to tell you, uh, podcast listeners, that today uh, the coach is going to do something that I didn't think was possible. Uh, and ever since Frankenstein's monster, it's never been tried again since then, because, you know, it, it, there's too much risk. But today we're going to do something and we're going to put together the perfect coach for you. Uh, we're going to take all of the possibilities. He's going to build all, it. He's going to build it from the ground up, oh, right I from see. the Birkenstocks to the haircut. The coach is going to build the best hockey coach you can have. And coach, uh, you know, other than Dave Ralston, which I believe is a fantastic hockey coach in his own right, how would you build your favorite youth hockey coach? Obviously, we don't want to talk about necessarily the uh, the people at the very top in the NHL and stuff like that. That's a that's a huge conversation. But as a youth hockey coach, what would you? Uh, what well, would you before he mix? gets into it, can I make a prediction? Uh, yeah, please, Lance. I would. My love prediction, your prediction is by the end of his build, his yeah. build out that. Randy is going to poo-poo all over his choice. <laughs> oh, no. I'll get, he, he's I'll get like the within... Elon Musk of design. I do. I will not say a bad word about Step it. Step one, I, the Elon yeah. Musk of design, huh? Yes. Well, Elon Step Musk. Step one, <laughs> I fire everyone. Now, uh, that wasn't a design. I'm 80% talking more of about all the test. staff gone. Okay. I'm talking about <laughs> Tesla. I'm talking about the, uh, what was what's his space company uh, called? By the way, did SpaceX. you know that... Uh, that the uh, SpaceX? Is Elon that Musk did yeah. not found Tesla. Did you know that? No. In fact, did uh, he, that. Didn't, he didn't he even did run it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, he runs it, I believe. But, oh, okay. No, he uh, he kicked out the guy, one of the founders, uh, when he became a uh, the major uh, shareholder. It was early ah. in the... In the period of yeah interesting a lot of things well didn't he start you know, he started out with like uh, paypal or something though didn't he isn't he another company with... he did not found no i know but he didn't he start out with that that's how he made his money yeah well um okay I mean, so the first thing the first everywhere. thing is he he you know he's south african and his father is, is yeah. wealthy uh from uh gem mining okay uh, so uh I don't think, you know, he's definitely not, uh, didn't come from no money or no, no resources, but I, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Elon Musk, but, um, yeah. He, so he, anybody he that can put a man into space. Uh, and I think also, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, who's the other person, uh, Microsoft founder uh, is trying to put people into space. Well, there's a lot Gates, of, Gates, yeah, anybody that puts a man in, uh, or a woman or a child into space, Maybe the child's a bit much, uh, but anybody that puts somebody into space, uh, gets well, a how, tip about, of the how about, a, how about a monkey? Would you put a monkey? monkey? <laughs> they did. They uh, what was it like? The first was a dog. A I know. There's nothing better than monkeys. Uh, in the space Russians. Now, now, by the way, Randy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, little go ahead. known fact that yes. the guy he ousted when he took over the company's name was Nikolai. I think wasn't. Ah, that would be the original Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> interesting <laughs> that. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> we've had Friedrich Nietzsche in the last one, and we've got Nikola Tesla in this one. We are really erudite people. Uh, let's move in, into hockey and and. Uh, but to uh, just to answer yeah. your question about Elon Musk, he uh, he had a company and it, it essentially merged with PayPal, and uh -huh. uh, that's eventually how he got it. Uh, and the, it's a, if people are really into Elon Musk and sort of uh, separating fact from fiction, look look into his story a little bit, uh, because I, I think a lot of people think that yeah he founded PayPal. Maybe a lot of people don't even necessarily know that, and uh, and then you know. Uh, and then he uh, made PayPal a success. I don't think that's true, but uh, but he did he did make a lot of money from that sale, and then uh, certainly took that and and made uh, put Tesla on a different trajectory. So, 
Sounds like you're kind of crapping on Musk here. Uh, do, I do, just was think it like a personal uh, I, thing, I, I, or is no, it? A, no, no. I have he a take th- away a date of yours in like high school or something. <laughs> no, let me ask you this though. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- don't. Okay, you, you. So you spent time in the entertainment in business. jail. Oh yes, both. And and uh, this is like the same, right? Jail yeah, and then pretty much. Uh, by the way, so, and, an Indonesian <laughs> jail, and I did spend a little time in an Indonesian jail. And, and the and, entertainment industry, it's very similar. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you've ever been part of a, a filmmaking, uh, television making, you know, the one there's this thing about you know the auteur director, and nothing to take away from directors, but you know, there's a lot of credit given to people uh, in that who are directors. Like somehow they sat down and they're geniuses and they make make a movie, and uh, and if they're good directors, they make a lot of good movies. But uh, it's it's all them. Like nobody else participated. There wasn't like a great cinematographer, or maybe no. an excellent script, and you know, and actors were on top of their game, and maybe even and the editing. Stuff. All the people that, yeah, good at all the people that work on that stuff. It's like they don't they don't exist to the average person. It's now just become about the director. And I, I to me, that's a little bit of like the Elon Musk's story. Oh, I think. on Musk. I got to tell you, <clears> just uh, taking him out at the knees. I I remember uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, or I'm sorry, the uh, yeah Philadelphia Phillies. Took out the Russian kid at the knees, and that now was the Flyers, now Flyers, the Flyers. Sorry, the Flyers took out the Russian kid at the knees, and now, like he wasn't later, a kid, he was a, a, fel- was a grown a man. Kid, that did. Grown man, Philly kid, uh, Coach Raleigh is taking out Elon Musk at the knees. I'll, hey, I mean, listen, wow, I, I, this is I used this to. Is, this sounds like a Philly special. I used to go play like um, just pick up hockey with an NHL player, uh, uh, Paul Holmgren, who was oh now, my gosh, was the uh, was the GM. Yeah, I got some good stories about that. I have to tell you. Oh, he was a he was a rough guy. Uh, for sure. Uh, let me tell you about the time he uh, knocked my fourteen uh, year old friend uh, on his ass in the, in uh, open hockey because the kid was uh, puck hogging too much. Uh, that was uh, quite a sight to see. That we all we wow. all at the time laughed heartily, but uh, cause he, <laughs> cause he, the kid was a puck hog. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, that that was interesting. An NHL player. Well, taken taken out a 14 year old okay i gotta give you a quick story there day coach okay about your beloved flyers and i it it could have been holmgren because i was at the game and it was that era with bobby clark and holmgren and Mm -hmm. all the tough guys yeah the broad street Um, bullies the broad street bullies right and they the kings played i was at the forum the kings were playing the flyers on halloween so the kings thinking to be good good sports between periods when they were doing the ice cut they threw a guy out there and in you could tell i mean he he looked pretty young but it was it was a guy in a skeleton (laughs) costume and he had a big basket and he was skating circles around the rink uh throwing candy to the crowd and Mm -hmm. then as he's doing his thing the broad street bullies come out for the start of the next period. And I can't remember which guy it was, but he just leveled that guy into the glass. Candy went everywhere. And the flyers thought that was so funny. They were was it Dave laughing. the Hammer Schultz? <laughs> it could have been Schultz or Holmgren, one of those guys. Oh, right. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I got to tell you, every story about Philadelphia sports is better than the last. <laughs> that's all I can say. Oh, it's coach, glorious. Let's get it's to glorious. your youth hockey uh, coach, though. Build us well, a youth okay. hockey Okay, here's the first thing about this. We talked about this topic. I don't remember ever agreeing to the, the premise that I was going to build myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that, <laughs> that was, was, that was exactly it, <laughs> Coach. I, I love I, how I he said, does me, this to us on these, let me, on these topics. Let me, read, like... let me read back the transcript here, Coach. Uh, hey, Coach, the next topic uh, should be your choice. Uh, uh, here's Dave Ralston. Dave Ralston said, yes, I will tell people how to build a coach from top to bottom, <laughs> and I will educate them on that on that idea. And, that is uh, funny. And I don't Lance remember it. And said, ha, ha, ha. I'll figure out how to use my mute button in the in the in the time uh, of being the coach and, is talking uh, yeah well coach is talking and uh that was that's me reading back the transcript, official I see, transcript I see. of the air right. well, let, well know, we'll you, help you, you coach threw a curve at me i i'd like it to be hopefully a little more interactive but uh yes uh, i have because I, I think uh, yeah we're all wondering what what makes a good coach uh a good youth hockey coach so um the first uh, element, I think, is, um, well, okay, let me ask you guys. Are we going to talk about just team coaches? Or are we going to talk about coaches and 
skills coaches, because this is something that the skills coach is a category that it really exists now. And I don't, it, it, when I was growing up, it just didn't exist. There was, there was, I mean, I want two completely different things from those two different coaches. So, right. We should probably keep them separate and start so, with the teams. So, coach. why don't we just, well, well, okay. So, we'll just do team, team coaching. Okay. So, the first, uh, the first uh, thing is a person that is uh, mentally stable and physically fit. Would you guys agree? You have, you have a, so, so let's talk no. about if you don't have those well, things. If the person's not mentally stable, <laughs> it's probably not going to be a good experience for anyone. Okay, I'll play that coaches, one, We have to play devil, devil's advocate. Every hockey coach I've ever known yeah. eh, has a little bit of has a little bit of a twitch to them. Not you, not that you they're stated this before. I don't yes. know if that's true, but uh, not that they're unstable. They're not unstable, but I mean unstable because you know, we've had some coaches that were just the, the most stable people that you that you know, right? Right. You do have to agree. I agree. So you can't say that they're all, they're no, all no, a little bit you're, off. You're right. I'm just, I'm saying, yeah, I, I don't know exactly fit? what I'm saying. I Go mean, ahead. Scotty Bowman wasn't really physically fit. Well, Ken Scotty Hitchcock. Bowman is it, and you know, the, the, we could have some modern versions of that uh, now, like, um, oh, geez, uh, Bruce Boudreaux, um, a man known for liking an ice cream cone. Um, or two. Yeah, or five. Yeah. No, um, I'll tell you. I, I think you're right. Not, though, but, I, but I think that's, that's the NHL. I, and and Bruce Boudreau did play hockey. He was a professional hockey player. He's also, do, by the way, in slap shot. I brought this up before. Oh, nice. But. And I do think I coach, know that. coach is right that you shoot for. I mean, it, you know, it's not that every coach has to have this. Uh, it's that this is probably the best template for for the coach. And so I will agree with you. Yes, I do. Uh, I do not have, somebody... have a lot of coaches that played the sport of hockey in my era and now it's very much changed most people that are coaches have played the sport so they can uh empathize they also maybe are a little bit uh more likely to um to understand how difficult certain things are versus not uh you know it, it's a personal thing but you know it, it, and also can demonstrate because especially when kids are younger what the coach tries to teach in terms of speaking to the players is a lot less important than what they're able to, to demonstrate and if a coach can actually skate and stick handle and pass and demonstrate that i do think that uh, kids are doing a lot of watching and they're looking for a model they don't necessarily know what they look like, but they're looking for a model. And if you de if a coach is played, then they can demonstrate like the right way to make a pass, the right way to skate with your head up or whatever. Um, what do you guys think about those? I think you're totally right. Uh, the more the more your coach has in the tank uh, in experience, uh, although that doesn't always right. make them a, a really great at, at um, tactics, uh, but, but yeah, so it depends on whether you're saying bench coach or practice coach. I think you're absolutely right. All not talking things... about skills at all. We'll leave skills okay. for another, another okay. time. Yeah. I think having, having the uh, experience has got to be a plus. Uh, I do think there are people outside of the mold that, you know, some people are still very good at, uh, at playing the X's and O's of hockey that uh, probably aren't great at skating, but um, I, I'm not leaving that, all those that's, people that's out. That's true, but yeah, I mean. I'm not leaving all those people out, but I am saying that if you're building it, I, I would totally uh, rather have somebody that was there that had all the equipment to teach. Well, we, we, also, we also played for a coach for a number of years. <clears throat> Our sons did, um, uh, you and I. Hmm. who literally said, I'm not an X's and O's guys, uh, guy. I don't care about that. I, I'm, I'm making your players better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I know you know who I'm talking about. because I, I do. Player, I, of course. I know. Uh, that, I, know that was what a key I know what you're saying. Hint. I get it. I get and, it. Uh, and, you know, I, I respected him for his uh, thing because I, it's not like he's an intelligent guy. I know he could concentrating x's and o's in fact i've even seen him pull some strategies out of left field and win games that we weren't going to win but just by having kids do something crazy uh strategically and and tell them to do that 
I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, and it's still, yeah. it still absolutely flummoxes me that that worked. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am absolutely, just so you know, uh, this coach pulled out a strategy that when, he, when, when we were watching it, I think Raleigh and I both looked at each other and said, what in the hell? And then we scored. And then we're like, oh, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to get away from this. That was just a gimmick. Nope. Kept on going. And we scored again. It turned, it turned the tide of the game. And, it made was so and are you going to share this magical strategy? No, I, no, I am not. There's no magical strategy being shared over me. I, I mean, I can tell you that basically it was, uh, it took the idea of a short shift to the most extreme point you could take it. Yes. And basically had players doing something strategically to get on the ice and get off within 20 seconds and change Sometimes rapidly. Less. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and basically. Now, is this, let me ask you a question. Cause I, I, I can't remember if you talked about this. Uh, Randy or, definitely or, talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, Cause there was a strategy that I thought was pretty darn genius. And the faceoff has to be in the right side of the ice. And I don't remember if it was you guys. Uh, but there was a there was a discussion about a coach where um, you draw the puck back and the guy jumps off the ice and the guy at the opposite end of the bench jumps on and he's now behind the defense. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, there's things like that. Uh, face oh, off, so that was plan plays. No, 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 this this was in the in a game. We were down. We were behind. It wasn't going well. It doesn't look. It looks like the other team kind of was just better than our team, uh, and he just implemented a strategy. I don't want to go into it too much, but he started having the players make these really short shifts and he was doing something. And suddenly the, we got a goal and then we got another goal and uh, just kept doing it and uh, turned the whole game around and we won. It was, and the it other was team was freaking out. They just yeah. couldn't understand it. And, and we were at the same time think, thinking the same thing, but what was so funny was watching like, you know, like a couple uh podcasts ago, we said, that you know, sometimes systems go out the window when something weird happens. Yeah, like yeah. even a good systems team when they when they get hit in the mouth or something, they, everything goes away. That's what that looked like to that team. They had a strategy. They were beating us. We all of a sudden started acting like like weirdos, like complete, like crazy, yeah. crazy it, it, hockey something players. They'd never seen, and they never no... seen it. We'd never seen it, and and because of that, they totally got off their game. Uh, I mean, I, I could justify it and say, well, in essence, what it did was it put a lot of pressure on the defensemen. Uh, they repeatedly had to go and fetch pucks and uh, had kids, ha had teams sort of uh, charging at them all the time. And it kind of took them off their game and yeah. they started making turnovers. So, I mean, there's some thought to, I guess you could sort of break it down and analyze it afterwards, but uh I guess what this all comes around to is you guys are both wanting to say, and I don't disagree. You also have to, a good coach is also a student of the game is familiar with the basic strategies that uh, go into playing hockey these days, even modern strategies. And it's not like you're necessarily going to teach a, a, you know, Mites. a sophisticated strategy yeah. to a bunch of 10 year olds. No, that's uh, I agree. But, uh, but I will say, so we had a coach who um, coached juniors and also coached for us. And so he was a, a pretty experienced coach and he had a lot of success coaching in juniors. Uh, Miner, I, I don't know what he's doing right now. He, he was a high level hockey player um, and, and also, you know, known for his ability to teach skills because he was a very skilled player himself. Um, and we were playing in a game where the uh, other team was um, <clears throat> was a, a very fast team, and they had some really good, uh, experienced, smart coaches coaching them. And what they were doing to our team was uh, they were playing uh, a pretty, uh, I would say, sophisticated NHL-type strategy of flying wings out of the zone. So what this would entail is when you'd watch them play, they had uh, some some pretty speedy wingers and those wingers had been taught and given the the uh the instruction that hey if you think that we're going to get the puck i want you to to uh you know rotate in and then 
head out of the out of the zone as fast as possible, skate right by their defenseman in the neutral zone, and look. And and the defensemen have been coached that those guys are going to fly the zone. So look for them, and they're going to fly the zone up the side, and then they're going to cut a little bit to the middle. And so we were having a lot of trouble with this team. They scored a, a couple of really quick goals on us. It was going bad. Uh, and we played them. We had to play this team a bunch of times. Um, and uh, it was like, hey, I, I, I said to the coach, like, look, look what they're doing. It's like, yeah, I know. Goes in the locker room and uh, basically draws up a, a plan to mitigate this. The, the defenseman uh, made some adjustments. We kind of took this play away from them and the whole game then turned because then it was like, well, here's the thing that they do really well that strategically they're good at. And like, this is what coaches do with, with the X's and O's. They have a plan, but also they have countermeasures against another team who's using a particular plan that they've seen and they know how to, uh, to you know, tell their players, look, um, this is what they're doing. We're going to take that away from them. And then that team isn't this team that's scary and getting a lot of breakaways on you. They're now a team that has to play, you know, somehow figure out some other way to beat you. So yeah, no, if you can find a coach that can take away uh, the, the, the best tool another team has, they really have a hard time searching for the next one. Uh, I've noticed that, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a great feeling when you're, when, when, when you're, you're coach, really good at one thing and you're, yeah. and you're whooping everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That one thing. That's over what I mean. If that one stick has been working for you in the last yeah. 10 games and you take that stick out of their hands somehow, that's a very good coach. And I, I want to say that that coach, by the way, people, in case people wondering, this was 12 you. So the other thing that I, I think, I got this lesson when I was a kid in school. And I, I believe that the dumbing down sometimes of America and, and low expectations, uh, what, what I've seen is when you go kind of, it doesn't matter what the discipline is, but if you, if you have a teacher and coaches or teachers who are willing to set a high, have set their ex expectations high and that, that often kids will surprise you and, meet the, those expectations if you start out with the premise that well these are just dumb kids it's 12 you their brains aren't you know their their pea brains are scrambled and can't you know keep up with the uh, a sophisticated idea like uh, what this team's doing to us then you won't try you'll just say well let's just you know take our beating because our kids aren't smart enough to figure this out um and so uh, it was interesting that this coach he he only coached our team this one year. It was, it's a long story as to how this all happened, but um, he, he hadn't coached a lot of 12 years. So maybe in his mind, he just didn't know any other way to do it, but sure enough, he was able to communicate with three, four kids on that team and, and neutralize this sophisticated strategy that this other team was practicing. They had been practicing what they were doing and had gotten to be very good at it and knew and everybody, it, it doesn't work this particular strategy if the defense and the forwards don't know exactly what each other are doing and, and sort of know how to read what, what's happening. I mean, the, these guys would be flying the zone when it was a 50, 50 puck. They like, they've been coached to do this. So uh, I guess my point is um, a good coach is a coach that looks at the players as glass half full capable i can teach them i'm not afraid to uh you know go into whatever level of strategy i want and sometimes you're disappointed i mean sometimes you you think you're teaching uh you know the the team something good and then you work on it and a few practices and you think we got this and then the game comes and the team just uh, is terrible at it and falls on their face and nobody can execute a damn thing but i do think that uh um, coaches that are that don't look at kids as being um you know semi-damaged in advance um uh, that's a that's a good coach well i can tell you one of the uh coaches for my daughter that was uh the best uh, obviously uh that that she's had she's only been playing for a short time but uh was this guy this uh, young man who came from bantams didn't know how to teach peewees how to play he treated them all like bantam players basically and uh, we went, the last 11 games, we were undefeated. 
I think the first, I think we were five and 13. Uh, and then we just crawled above uh, 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 500 uh, in the last 11 games we played. So it was like, uh, it was, it was a really, you know, good feeling because, you know, this, this young, young man uh, treated them all and the girls alike, because this was girls and boys mixed, but he didn't treat the girls like, oh, well, you know, these are girls, you know, <laughs> he, you know just like you said, like you said, well, these kids can't, they're, they're too young. Uh, but it, sometimes girls get the same thing, I believe, where they get right. lower expectations because they are they are not boys. Just a couple of girls, they can, yeah, you know, they don't yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Just a couple of girls. I'm not, not going to expect too much from that. Right? Why would you? But he did, and he didn't look at them as anything different. And he tried to teach them things that were concepts on bantam teams. And it it took a little while, but by the end of the year, we were a scary good team. Uh, I was, you know, like by the end of the year, it felt like, cause they were literally the bottom, well, one of the bottom teams. And by the end of the year, it literally felt like uh, we, we tied top team uh, in the last 20 seconds, we went down, it was two to one. We shot in and uh, got a goal and it was just cacophony. You know, we tied this team that was number one in the league. Now this is Wee B folks. It's not a huge, <laughs> I'm not like, it wasn't the cup, but it felt really awesome that you saw that much growth in that many players in one year. Um, well, that, well yeah, I was go just going to say, um, you know, one thing I'd, I'd add to this is that uh, for me, it depends on the age of the kids too, because when, when my kids were peewees and bantams, I wanted different things from the coach than when they were mites and squirts, you know, at mites and squirts, I'm more right. focused on, pure raw development of basic skills. Whereas at Peewee and Bantam, I expect the kids to have a certain level of skill and I want them now working on more of the strategic side of the game. But there's one thing for me uh, that I've learned now, uh, having coaches that I think like we talked about in the last podcast, one of, like we're experiencing one of the best coaches and I've had coaches that in hindsight now, based on this guy, weren't the best coaches in the world. So whether they're mites or, or, uh, or bantams, you know, mid, uh, what do they call it? midgets and uh, juniors, the one thing I want from every coach from the beginning to the end is communication. You know, one of the things that I think makes our current coach a fantastic coach is he's a tremendous communicator. I mean, I've never talked to a coach as much as I talk to, to this, to this coach. And he, you know, he welcomes the conversations. He's happy to talk to you. He doesn't pull any punches, you know? So if you're going to ask questions, be ready to get the brutal, honest answer, whether you like the answer or you don't, but I love that. You know, there's no secrets. I mean, we've played for coaches to, and thought everything was wonderful to find out, after the season is over that, oh, by the way, I hated these five things about your kid. Well, why didn't you tell me during the season? And maybe he could have worked on it and fixed it. You know, we've had too many coaches like that. And to have a coach that is an open book and there are no secrets and you know when he's happy and he tells you why, and he, you know when he's not happy and he tells you why. You know, I think why can't every coach be like that? Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's rare. Uh, I also think a lot of coaches kind of have this attitude that, um, I mean, I've literally had a coach say to me, you know, I love coaching. It's the greatest thing ever. If only th there were no parents. And, um, you know, I kind of chuckled at the time, but I was kind of thinking, but you don't, but like the parents that you don't want to see and don't want to communicate and don't want to have any part of dealing with. Uh, yes. There's a lot of jerks. There's a lot of crappy parents. I, I get it, but not, not those that listen to the youth hockey podcast, Raleigh. Exactly. I'd like to, and not I'd like only to that, let you know they're the best, parents well, are best mannered, the kindest, the most generous and the most, the, 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 the people that know what the hell they're talking about. That's youth hockey podcast listeners. Or there's people listening that are total jerks. So we don't no, know. But I no, will say there's not one of them. I have looked at the list. 
I have gone down the list of all of our uh, hockey You've been doing your community outreach They're the project. best. I yes. know. The, been, our, but they have contacting they everyone. Thing in I did. You know, there's only, well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> they all have one thing in common, though, Randy. They're paying they love the, the coach. coach's salary. Oh, that's true. They all do. I, I want to add one thing, if well, you don't I, mind. I, I, didn't to even, the, uh, I didn't even get my, my point out here. I know. But <laughs> Coach, you you, you've had like uh, like eight points and so on. Let I me know. do one. But it was my topic, remember? Oh, you're so right. Let me, let okay, me screw it. I, right. I want you you're to right. do your I, point. You've done it again. Go ahead. I want you to do your point right after <laughs> I get this Thank out. You. Which that's fine. I probably can't even remember what the hell I was trying to freaking say. That was my – that's what I'm trying to do, Coach. If I can keep you vamping – if I can um, vamp you, you will not remember. Go ahead. It was, uh, let me see, what the heck was I talking about? <laughs> was, uh, I was talking about, oh, oh yeah, man. so uh, I, I can't remember. You, you've done it to me again. <laughs> I can't believe it. Okay, the guy's it. name, just so you know, the guy's name is Jeremy Stober. He was my best friend uh, all the way to, uh, into college. Uh, he's the one that uh, that listened to it and said, I do the exact same thing to him as I do to you. So right. there is a support group for people that have to deal with me, coach. I'll give you All his right. number. Well, I'll I'm give not his going to off. Colorado to attend no, a meeting. I'll give you his <laughs> number. You There's can a Zoom. Zoom we can do. That's right. I'll give you his or... number off off, <laughs> off, uh, off podcast. Um, um, my my thing was I, I the the coach that um, that we've had recently that uh, got under my skin the most was a coach that clearly didn't care if you won or lost. Um, he just didn't. Uh, you could tell he didn't care. Uh, um, you know what was going on in front of him. He looked at uh, it was girls hockey, and it, it he he looked at, at the girls as you know, uh, a kind of, uh, the way I looked at it is he looked at the girls as kind of, you know, just a part of the machinery of, 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 of his life, but he did not seem to, um, engage at all, uh, whether they were winning or losing, uh, didn't, didn't bother him. Uh, and he didn't seem to have the fire to ignite under these kids at all because, uh, it didn't seem to be that important. So and you I wanted can, to, you, you want some, I want like some passion some. for winning. It doesn't have to be, by the way, and I don't like it when somebody, all they care about is winning either. You know, coach, I, I'm not saying that, it, that I'm saying absence of, uh, of, of the drive to win is a bad thing as a coach. I think, I think yeah, too well, much I, of the drive is a bad thing as well. So I, I, I got to agree. Uh, like there's okay. There's a component to any team sport but uh, hockey as much as any that you want, you want to instill the desire for the team to win in a, and, but there's a particular way to do it. And which is what you want to instill in the individual players is a sense of, of self-sacrifice uh, of team play of want of support for their teammates of wanting Absolutely, everyone yeah. to succeed, that type of thing. Uh, it's it's hard to do especially with younger kids but yeah you got I mean that that kind of thing of like hey we're going like here's a decision a and b a will lead to our team winning and b is just going to make you feel good but probably will lead to our team losing so Billy you consistently will always pick b so what can we do about that because you your decision to put your your desire to pick b all the time uh now <laughs> i had a, picked above the team it, i had it, a, i had, had a conversation the, like this with a you kid you remember a coach we had a coach for our kids that yeah. really did not care about winning at all it didn't seem like uh, yeah. either that or he just didn't know how yeah I, maybe i was maybe i'm insulting him uh but it did not seem like uh he cared uh, about whether the team won or lost. Uh, and he actually told our kids once, oh, they're just better players than you are. <laughs> Do you remember that one? In, in well, the I'm not sure room? which coach we're talking about. So. Okay, I'll, I'll, off, off the podcast, to... I'll let you know. But there was one uh, coach that told our kids, your kid was in the locker room as well. Uh-huh. Uh, they just have better players than us. They're just they're better. better than you guys. Yeah, they're yeah. just better. And we're like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. No, they're, listen. They're, they're just, oh, they're superior. That's they're superior right. Athletes. Yeah. I, I never, I never liked that attitude. I, I gotta no. say, I, I, you know, I'm, I was on plenty of losing teams and lost plenty of hockey games in my life. Uh, but I guess I was the type of person that was like, we could be down, we could be down like eight to one and then going into the third, there's a five minutes left. I'm like, guys, we can do this. 
Seven you know, goals we could do. It's, what? It's one goal every son, 30 seconds. We could do it. You know my son is exactly the same. I mean, literally, you know, the oldest son I have is still that kid that's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, he's doing the math. You're down by 11. Okay, that means a goal every 48 seconds and yeah, we got it. Yeah, Let's yeah, just get that first one. At least there's a plan. Let's it's get like that we first got, one. Look, guys, with, if we score within 32 seconds, we have a chance at this thing. <laughs> one goal every 32 seconds. All that's we need. exactly right. And uh, hey, the Kings did it right against Edmonton. That's amazing. I mean, you never, you never do know, but I, I, yeah. I do think you, there's a, like I've never liked the, um, yeah, you know that team. We got no chance. The team's yeah. way too good for us. They're just everybody. I, I just like I don't think that sets you up for setting yourself up for a belief that there's uh, people that are. Uh, superhuman godlike uh, in their abilities and you have no chance against them, you've already lost. So it's good to go in there and be blissfully ignorant of the fact that you weren't competitive. Uh, but, you, you know, but but play, play, play with, with some self-belief. Well, and how many uh, times have you been in a game that you didn't think you were going to be in? You know, I mean, there have been some games that we've been in and, and if you just looked on paper and you looked at the wins and losses, you'd be like, oh, no, we're not going to be in that game at all. Oh, it happens and, all the and time. They, that's what I mean. And we were in them. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens all the time. And, and there's yeah. upsets that occur and yes. games that team one team built beat uh, a team they had no business even exactly. playing with. Yes. It, it, and, and so, yeah, it, it doesn't – nothing helps you to go in and, and beat yourself before – the game even starts because you don't believe that you could beat another team. Yeah. Uh, so, so a coach that, yeah, it, it definitely helps to have that, that attitude of, uh, you know, um, but, but, uh, Oh, you know what? I, I, I just let you know, I did remember that I was trying to make a point about uh, <laughs> talking to parents. Right. So you, you've got to, uh, I, I think Lance is making a good point. Like, okay, really good coaches are not, uh, not frequently idiot savants of hockey who have no communication skills. If, if they can't, if they can't communicate with an adult, are they going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, um, communicate with the kids effectively and, right. them and, and get them on the same That's page? That's an interesting point, coach. Uh, I, like, I, I wonder, you know, but is there, and, and how, how accepting should we all be of the idea that this person just has a relationship with your kid and you're just all trusting and you should never question or even want to have a conversation with the coach. And I, I got to say, I, I've had plenty of times where I felt like my kid was uh, in, a, in a spot where things weren't going well for him. And I've said to him, have you talked to the coach? And I've heard no. And I'd be like, well, you know, this, did the coach give you any coaching after that last game or in the during the game? Nope. Coach doesn't talk to anybody. Okay. Like, what what's going on? What are you paying for? It, at least, at least exactly. At least if you're if you're not, I mean, for God's sake, coach the freaking game. Uh, by the way, um, it's difficult to watch a game and sort of see what's going on and also take the time to coach the kids on the bench. But um, I do think I have seen coaches that were good at this and I do think there's a skill to it and a strategy that's, that it probably moves the needle towards you're a better coach for coaches that are actually coaching on the bench, that take the time. They're not so involved with what's happening with the, the play because I mean, honestly, you can't, you can't really change a lot. I mean, I guess I've seen coaches sort of barking at the players. Yeah, go up there and attack. You know, they're, they're basically playing the game for the, for the, for the players, like off the bench. Um, but the, the players out there, they got to play at that, at that point when they're on the ice, they've got to make their own decisions and, d and do what they're supposed to be doing. But the coach is so preoccupied yelling at them that he's not able to take the time. He or she's not able to take the time to talk to a player about, Hey, in that last shift, you know what you did there? Um, we've talked about like, hey, we do we do not want to pinch there. You know, if you're not about 80, 90 percent sure you're going to keep the puck in because we got beat. And there was like three two on ones in that shift because you got you pinched at the wrong time every single time. Right. 
that it when a kid doesn't even know like you know and i gotta say like uh i will say i, I got i really felt like strongly about this when i was coaching and uh, in those those uh, years the last few years mostly i was coaching defense because my kid was a forward so i didn't want to ever be coaching like directly my kid and um I would have these conversations with kids and it's interesting too. There's a kid uh, I was talking to my wife about the other day. Cause she asked like, what do you know about this kid? And as far as I know, he's in prep school. And I was like, you know, that kid, we, I was involved in sort of recruiting him when we recruited him, he was a forward. And then as happenstance happened, he, we needed defense and he was willing to play defense and he played defense for our team. And so I was like the first coach that ever coached this kid to play defense. And I can remember, uh, like this is a, this is right out of a conversation I have with them. So, uh, you know, uh, that I wanted to, I did not want, um, our defense on this team to be playing defense with fear. Uh, but we, we, we kind of had this tendency, a couple of our kids would like, they were playing what I like to call prevent defense. And, uh, and I was, uh, and I basically was saying to this kid, like, Look, I don't want you to play prevent defense. That's not hockey. You're, you're, you're a good player. You're a good skater. We put you on defense because we needed to help here and you're capable of it. And I want you to play this game aggressively. Uh, I, if you go and uh, it's in the neutral zone and you have a chance to play that guy, I want you to come up and step up on him and take away his time and space. And if you get beat, I am never going to blame you for that if you've made that choice. And uh, this was the kind of conversations we had. I was constantly trying to encourage this kid to play. And, uh, and he, funny enough, he stayed defense. He became quite a good defenseman. I think he was uh, capable. I think he uh, even was like a, a state, uh, whatever they call it, um, you know, uh, got, got a, a bid in the USA hockey uh, program, um, you know, uh, whatever that's called. He was a select and uh, and went to prep school. Haven't haven't talked to the parents in, in a couple of years, but uh, you know, eventually he's playing uh, prep school hockey somewhere. So I would just hope that anybody like, like those stories, if 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 these stories make sense to anybody, this you know I, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but this is the kind of conversation I had with this kid. It was 10U when I had when I was coaching him. So uh, I think you could. I think we'd all like to think that a somebody that had genuine interest in that, in your kid getting better and is willing, and why are they coaching? It's hopefully to share what they see and what they believe and what they've studied and what they understand and communicating that to your kid versus I'm just coaching a team. It's X's and O's. I put out the offense, I put out the defense and I see what I see. And I, I'm not, if your kid's not doing what I want, I'm just not going to play him as much. I'll play some other kid. Well, if you're not talking to the kids and communicating with them, how are you, how are they going to get better? How do they know right. what you're doing? I, I don't get it. And you know, some mouse coach is that this surprises me now too. In this day and age, it's rare for coaches who don't have somebody recording every game. So they've got video of these games and I'm surprised at how many coaches don't utilize that, that particular asset they've got. To really, you know, like I know some coaches have like video review day and they talk a little about, but mm. but these coaches should take advantage of that and really sit down with with various kids because, like you said, I've seen too many times where my kid is is like playing the penalty kill and then all of a sudden he isn't anymore and nobody has any idea why my or my kid's playing on the power play and all of a sudden. He isn't anymore. I mean, these coaches should be sitting down and saying, look, here's the last game and here's the things you're doing wrong. You need to right. work on that and you'll play. It's like a guy, it's like a guy going to the press box in the NHL. Like, you know, they have a meeting, you know, they go over video, you know, the coach, you know, you know, there's somebody breaking that down and saying, and the, the coach is saying most times, <laughs> this is yeah. why this is why I'm going to sit you for a game. Cause I want you to sit up and watch and here's these clips and see this, this is what I didn't, I don't like about what you're doing. And uh, exactly. And that, and how often does that happen? Like you said, in, uh, you know, uh, youth, youth sports, but, yeah. but, but then, you know, I gotta say also like hockey takes a lot of time. It's a lot of commitment, the early morning games, the, the practices, the running, 
you know, pre pregame, uh, you know, uh, stretch warm up. Yeah. Warm up, which uh, some coaches do and a lot, a lot don't. Uh, but man, you, you can spend a lot of time in this. Uh, some coaches make a living at it. A lot of coaches don't. It's a part-time thing. Some coaches completely, you know, I, I, just to, like to be reasonable. You're talking about something that there's probably four or five people who have full-time NHL jobs helping with that. And uh, it sounds great to, to think that, you know, every coach would be watching all the video, breaking it down, looking at shifts, looking at plays. Um, I do think, uh, you know, I, I, it'd be nice if there was decent video that at least, uh, you know, the coach might be reviewing like goals for goals against type of thing. Um, but I also understand that, you know, hockey takes a lot of time. So maybe this is also a way of saying there's some team structure there. And I, I think a coach that enlists team structure in terms of having a manager, that's good. That's doing a good job. Uh, let me ask you guys about this as well. Like the coaches pick the managers for all sorts of different reasons. Some managers are fantastic. Some managers are terrible to the point that they are act actively hurting the, <laughs> the overall morale and functioning of the team, or they're just incompetent, or they just do nothing, whatever. Uh, you know, a, a good coach is somebody who's able to uh, delegate and also get people to help with these type of services, because um, I, I don't think, uh, you know, one guy cannot do every single thing that we're talking about, but maybe with help. You know, if somebody was already preparing clips for them so that they could quickly go through them, because um, right. it takes a lot of time to go through games. I've done it. You know, I've gone through and like when I was super into this, I've gone through and like uh, tallied up all the all the uh, goals for goals against and the shifts who was on the ice, yeah, plus minus uh, at, at zone entries, things like that. Uh, I've done it a couple times. It took a lot of time, man. I always just the assistant coach, so. Uh, you know, I was, I had more time to be able to do that. Well, one coach right. isn't going to be able to do that, but I will say in that time, I did share that with the coach who, um, who I liked a lot. And, uh, and um, we both, I think got something out of that because we were able to have conversations about, uh, about what we thought. And though, and yet, you know, the other thing about video is video really shows you how, uh, how wrong your perceptions can be many times. Cause we would, we'd have conversations like, oh man, that third goal, you know, that was all on that kid. And then watch the video. And it's like, you know what? We were wrong. It wasn't him. We thought it was him, but it's actually his D partner screwed up that play and left him, put him in a, like a, un, you know, a terrible position. And we thought it was his fault, but it really wasn't. It was his D partner. So coach, can I, uh, can I interject here and say, have listening to the way you approach the game i think we should just end this segment with you should be the coach of all of these people's teams from now on <laughs> you care so much it's very you, that's people. right you go through <laughs> all of the work you uh you don't you you don't try to favor or uh or uh, uh, uh put the your finger on the scale i think we've just built the the best youth coach and uh we didn't he didn't even know what he was doing was he was building coach raleigh Exactly. But, but wow. you're missing one little piece there that's also important. Which is? At the mm -hmm. younger ages, is they got to make sure that the kids snack. are having fun. Oh, please. Oh, that's a snack. I was like certain it was going to be like, <laughs> you got to bring the right snack. It all comes snack. that right. A coach that isn't that's for granted. On, the, on the snack conversation, oh, what kind of please, coach is that, really? Please, no snack. Please, no. Okay. Well, uh, gentlemen, I think, uh, and, and uh, it's great to, to have somebody uh, lay out, coach. Uh, all of the elements uh, that you, you know, that we, do, uh, you know, as a, as a parent, I don't always think of those things that you're talking about, by the way, uh, I think of, you know, practice coach and I think of game coach, but I don't think of how you prepare for both those things. And I think uh, that that was very helpful to, uh, to get a little background on, uh, on what's going on between the games and between the practices. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, 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 uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I think, uh, I think the listeners will as well. Of course, well, of course they will. Very nice of you. But uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, thank you all for listening to uh, uh, episode 29 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. 
Uh, if you would like uh, at any time to have somebody uh, take take some time and look at every uh, single entrance uh, into the uh, offensive zone, Lance Alexander has been like, he's had nothing to do with his life for a while now. You can talk to him off off, uh, off podcast, but if you just send want to it, send, send him, get, send, send all it. the raw. Can yeah, we share the, 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 it's Lance Alexander. <laughs> at, yeah. Just all of the raw video that you can find of your team, send it to Lance. You know he what? Don't break don't even, it down. Just, yeah. just send a live barn link. Uh, with <laughs> there time you go. That you played. That's right. And just, just and, like and, my kid played a game here in, uh, in you know, June and, of yeah yeah and and it, well it's got to be within the last what what, what is it they expire after oh really uh, two, two weeks or something I had no uh, idea but, uh, so, but Randy so, hey all joking aside you know I did take one venture into the hockey world and how did I do again fantastic what did we do state champion we won well we did a we did a Fourth of July tournament oh that's two uh, Lance Lance oh, the, the manager. The manager of one team, and it is a team that uh, that lifted the banner. So, honestly, you might want to have Lance on your side. Did Did you uh, retire then? Like, yeah, you know, you that's it. Yeah, like, I did retire, but for the right price, I'm willing to come back. Out of nice. retirement comes Lance Alexander galloping to your rescue, whatever youth team out there that needs him. Uh, anyway, from the Youth Hockey Podcast, we really appreciate your time and uh, your listenership. And if you ever get the chance to give us a review on Apple uh, iPod or I, I um, what is it? Uh, yeah, Apple, yeah, yeah. Apple, 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 the uh, podcast, <laughs> Apple something. Uh, you know, uh, Spotify, yeah, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, so yeah, Apple Podcasts, yeah. whatever that is. Uh, please do. Uh, it makes us feel good, and uh, even when you say bad things about us, uh, we get better too because we have to be our own coaches. But don't, um, but don't leave us any bad uh, comments. No, no, don't really please. <laughs> or or us give us a comment. That's not helpful. Five stars. Just keep it to yourself. Make as, fun as of my us. mother used to uh, tell yeah. me all the time. If you, yeah. if you can't say something nice about somebody, say nothing at all. Well, you see, one of the reviews up there is like, I love you guys. And it's zero I know. stars. One I'm like, star. God Thanks damn it. a lot for yeah. the, Thanks, all dude. the time you took. Right. You tanked yeah. us. Next time, please say, I love you guys. Five stars. Thank you. Yeah, that person was mad because you because the podcast <laughs> was off for, for a long time. Probably. We did have a few, uh, we did have a few uh, uh, stumbles uh, and a little bit of rough patch <laughs> uh, in between the first and the second season. But now, now we're cruising. Uh, so if you get the time, please do so or uh, email us with uh, uh, suggested topics at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. From the coach and from Lance and myself, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.